hello there. Happy Friday. My name is Chris, and thank you for tuning in to This Is Your Mind Ranting. Today is the 16th of September 2022. Wanted to actually read one of my mini rants that I had, uh, specifically last week's mini rant. But before I do that, I want to kind of touch on a couple of things um, I definitely would love to have included in um, this week's mini rant. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I do have a Substack newsletter, and every Friday for the last month, um, I've been writing um, three. I've been writing about three things that have uh, honestly made steam come out of my ear just because I don't know um, why uh, humanity is the way that it is at times. Uh, For this week I talked a little bit about uh, peanut butter, specifically crunchy peanut butter, and um, why it should not exist shortly. Um, Yeah, so uh, they're basically, you know, Three, three rants in, in an article. I have fun writing about them. Um, obviously, there's more than just three things that upset me, but I think the, those are, are just three things that really, really just take me off. But before I read that, uh, like I mentioned, I want to touch on a, a, a couple of these things that I definitely would have included in, um, in that post, or I might write about this extensively. Um, so consider this like a little bit of a house cleaning so um as we all know or not that we all know i'm not gonna lie this is something that was uh, quietly passed in the state of illinois um i'm gonna read this off of let's see what's this what is this thing called travel noir and the title of the article reads illinois becomes the first state to pass the purge law picture of a guy sitting down with uh, one of these uh, one of these masks uh, from the movie so I'll just read a little bit about it <clears throat> might talk a little crap about it but that's about it because then there's one more thing that I wanted to touch on uh, so Illinois is passing a law that some would say will make history Illinois is looking to become the first state in the United States to abolish cash bail. And the consequence of passing such a law have many believing the state can mirror the horror movie, The Purge. Um, if you haven't seen the film, just basically, you know, not 24 hours, I think it's like 12 hours. Um, all crime, including murder, is like legal. Um, makes for a little bit of a campy, like, horror film, but, uh, I think the first one was pretty good. Um, So, yeah, so... Continuing on. On January 1st of 2023, the Safety Act... That's the the word safety, uh, a dash, and then... um, The letter T, Act, will commence in the state of Illinois. This act will get rid of the cash bail system in its entirety. Uh, There are 12 non-detainable offenses uh, offenses 
in the new law that would end cash bail. The laws include, now bear with me, um, this is a little wonky. Uh, The law includes second degree murder, arson, drug induced homicide, robbery, kidnapping, aggravated battery, burglary, intimidation, aggravated driving under the influence, fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. Um, you know, I guess, uh, let me just move on forward, uh, so here's the reason, um, for many years in the United States, many have, uh, many have called to abolish the cash bail system, three out of five people that are in jail have not been convicted of any crimes, that's about half a million people wasting away in jail sales before there is even a trial because of the lack of uh, the lack of actually invest investing actual investigation and research um, the ser- uh, the center of America uh, for American progress believes that the cash bail system in most jurisdictions across the United States are criminalizing poverty most of the detention cannot afford the bail and spend weeks or even months awaiting trials this system mostly affects communities of colors who already have the odds stacked against them across the country. Um, so, here's where I'm torn about this, uh, because I know criminal technology, it, even though it's super advanced, sometimes, you know, they do get the wrong guy or they get the wrong gal uh, that have committed the crime. Um, it, it happens. It's, it's, it's an anomaly. It's quite rare. It does happen. Um, I guess the cash bail system. Yeah, it, it could be. It could be reformed a bit. This is a little extreme. Um, I wish they might have tried something a little bit different. Um, I think I also read um, in another article, not just this one, that. Um, that after after they're um, they're let go and given a trial, um, if they miss the first court, um, if they miss the first court date, um, they're basically asked nicely. Um, so so it said in the article that they're asked nicely to basically come back and um, for their second court date. If they miss the second court date, then they are you know, the judge will uh, release a uh, warrant. For their arrest, um, a couple of these offenses, I'm kind of freaked out that these people can be released within about uh, three. I guess it says um, they could be released. And they're non like second degree murder, I mean, drug induced homicide. Um, that's kind of like an arson, of course. Like you're, if you're committing arson, um, or you're committing, you know, drug-induced homicide and second-degree murder. Uh, oh, the drug-induced homicide that can be either or. You know, you are, you're not in the best frame of mind. Um, you, you shouldn't be committing homicide in any altered state or in any state. Um, but you know, that's kind of pushing a little bit. I mean, the aggravated battery, aggravated battery, it's, you know, 
burglary, intimidation. Those are the kind of people that you might want to keep. I mean, the fleeing and the eluding, drug offenses, if it's like, you know, cocaine, fentanyl, any of that stuff. I mean, fucking let them go. That's, that's, they're harming themselves. They're not really, they're not really harming anybody unless, you know, they're distributing or they're, they're selling it. But some of these offenses, I just want to scratch my head. And just, you know. But anyways, we will see what happens with this. Um, not sure how it's going to play out. How it's going to be implemented. It's going to be implemented uh, or taken effect on the 1st of January. Oh, New Year's. So, um, I swear people say that they're going to be wiling out. They're going to be committing crimes left and right. Um, it's just something that's blown out of proportion. So, yeah. I took a little bit too long with that one, so I do apologize. Um, so, for the next one, I have Columbia Whistleblower on Exposing College Rankings. Uh, this was in regards to uh, Columbia University, an Ivy League school basically putting their financial needs ahead of uh, their uh, their students um, needs and yeah so basically it looks like a mathematics professor from the University of Columbia said that by submitting rigged numbers to drive the university up the influential U.S. news and world reporting uh, world report rankings, Columbia put its financial priorities ahead of students' education in order to fund a ballooning and secretive bureaucracy. Okay. Oh, by the way, the article is from The Guardian, and it is titled Columbia Whistleblower on Exposing College Rankings. They are worthless. Um, that's a shame. That's a shame if, if that is really the case because, you know, kids, kids are basically given $100,000 loans without much consideration as to how they're going to fucking pay it back. Um, these loans, um, can't be filed for bankruptcy. Um, you just gotta, you just gotta bite the bullet and just pay it down. Yes, with the whole... Uh, loan forgiveness program that uh, the current administration had put out. Um, yeah, that might help some, but and I'm not going to get into that fucking thing because uh, I know there's a lot of um, caveats and a lot of factors that uh, follow along with this implementation. Hi, Doc. Um, but yes, um, Anyways, that's a whole different topic, but it's a shame that, you know, uh, an Ivy League school um, has a whistleblower of this, of this sort. Uh, so um, that was just a bit of the article. Let me just read a little bit more because um, I don't want to stick with this too long. So uh, Professor Thaddeus embarrassed Columbia and shocked the academic world in February when he published a lengthy analysis accusing the university of submitting inaccurate, dubious, and often and highly uh, misleading statistics for the new uh, U.S. news rankings. 
uh, leave it up to the math teacher uh, to basically call out uh, uh, statistical bullshit. I like that. Um, Among other things, he took issue with claims about class sizes, which the mathematics professor said he knew from experience were not accurate and the assertion that all the university's faculty held the highest degrees in their field. Thaddeus also said the university hugely overstated spending on instruction, claiming it far exceeded other Ivy League universities by adding the cost of patient care in the medical school. Columbia initially defended its numbers before admitting on Friday that Thaddeus was right about the class sizes and the qualifications of their teaching staff. Holy cow. Um, wow, that is bad. You know, they try to defend. They try to defend themselves, and then they basically blew their cover and said, "You know what? That's all right." Uh, he, I mean, this is sad. This is just sad. Just the education system here—it's—it's it's just wonky. I mean, remember the college admission scandals with that low-tier uh, celebrity I've never fucking heard of. I forgot what her freaking name was. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and here's how he follows up. Uh, I long believe that all university rankings are essentially worthless. They're based on data that has little to do with the academic merit of an institution and that the data might not be accurate in the first place, uh, Thaddeus would go on to say. And it, it makes sense because, you know, Ivy League schools, yes, don't get me wrong, they do have the prestige. And this is coming from someone who... Um, never got the chance to uh, attend a Ivy League school. I, um, I, I'm not going to lie. I am quite jealous. Um, I definitely would love to experience that. But at the same time, the experience and, you know, the networking of, you know, such a prestigious school, um, it just didn't make sense for me to... Uh, well, first off, my studies were shit anyway, so definitely don't want to say that you know i was i was going to a great school either way but still um it's a shame that um some of these schools were basically inflated in terms of uh, the value they provide as opposed to like a local state school um and then he goes on to say it was never my objective to knock uh, columbia down the rankings a better outcome would be if the rankings themselves are knocked down and people just stop bringing them, stop taking them as seriously as they have. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, higher education is cool. Uh, there are some courses that definitely should be eliminated from, uh, you know, some paths um, of education. Definitely don't see why people are taking uh, Chinese or Aztec history to get a degree in business um, or, you know, they're having to take a uh, education class if they are um, I don't know let's say if they're doing uh, if they're trying to learn uh, do research in the neuroscience field I mean or, or a variety of crazy classes that um, some kids are forced into there should just be you know I think honestly the ones that that, that can stick around no matter what the major would be would be like critical thinking uh slash writing or uh uh, argumentative writing could be one we can do um public speaking or communications 
Um, statistics might be one that you could definitely stick with. Um, handful of sciences do use it. There's some everyday application to it. Um, I'm sure. But yeah. Um, these school systems here in the States are a bit wonky. And the fact that um, we got math teachers whistleblowing um, on this stuff is sad. So hopefully we can improve on that relatively shortly. So let me just go on to the mini rants uh, for today. I'm going to just basically blaze through this as quickly as possible. Um, just because I did take too much time with these other things. Um, and as I mentioned, these mini rants, these, these are of my own opinion. You know, It's not a very educated opinion. It's not the most correct opinion. It's just, you know, things that I've been kind of, uh, have been bugging me uh, for quite some time. So, mini rant, howdy, welcome to the third edition, yada, yada, yada. I was playing nurse uh, during the week uh, when I wrote this. Um, so, um, my wife had gotten, um, I think it was strep throat, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was strep throat. Um, something I should remember, right? <laughs> so, I was playing nurse, uh, you know, uh, giving her fluids, giving her medicine, you know, making sure to remind her uh, to take her medicine. Uh, but, yeah. So, my first rant was on Crypto Bros. You got a nice little picture of the, the various coins. You know, you got your Bitcoin, you got your Ethereum. Uh, looks like Solana's on here, I think. And yeah. So, cryptocurrency is considered to be a godsend to some. A decentralized technology that has no ties to the in the area. And the lowest barrier to make a ton of millionaires in the next 5 to 10 years. To others, a scam. NFT projects on the blockchain that are piss poor quality. Hundreds of coins that reek of memes for days. And then the dark history on crypto being used for malicious intent, such as dark web purchases. While I don't hate the concept, I do want to direct my hate on the crypto bro. The subspecies of the bro lives and dies for crypto. They live on social media 24-7, promoting some of their favorite projects. Their portfolios are not diversified, mainly YOLOing in coins. Um, detractors and haters can't be heard because them bros are too busy traveling private or living in Miami penthouses. Their arrogance and their need to shill shit coins pulls people into their funnel. They peddle these coins with inflated price projections and percentage gains up the wazoo. Promises of riches in a matter of months, not years. They need to find a way to fund these extravagant lifestyles and they rely on predatory uh, techniques thanks to their study in human psychology um, to keep the party going. Look, I mean, psychology, when it's uh, learned and implemented in a devious way, can make a lot of guys uh, some money especially like the, the, the scammers or the gurus um, and sometimes psychology can be used for good as well um, that's just a little rant right there um, continuing on shills will always be shills I hope that the bros promoting shit community projects and praising shit coins as the next big thing can go suck on a muffler <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, before I get the boomer label stamped on my forehead for hating on this group of collective assholes, I myself do invest in a handful of stable coins. Cardano, Algorand, and um, Stellar, Ripple, some Bitcoin, and um, some Polygon. The concept of a decentralized currency and proof of stake make transactions safer is something fascinating to definitely dig into. Despite that, I know the technology has a long way to go and people are burning good money on some of these lame horse projects for the chance to strike big. It isn't a cure-all to escaping the rat race because there's a lot of risk when it comes to asset holding or trading, especially if said assets are inflated meme coins or some poorly drawn piece of art. Greedy and FOMO are the weapons for the crypto bros to use on the masses. May their reign come to an end, but it might not happen soon enough. So, you know, not all crypto bros are too bad. Um, I do like Anthony Pompliano. Um, kind of found it a little bit douchey that he was using his laser eyes for uh, for some time, but that's okay. All right. Mini rant number two. Reading will not save me. Got a picture of a lady grabbing a couple of books. Or grabbing a book. Right. I love reading. There's something so tantalizing about an author's writing process. While I can't write like Taleb, Holiday, Green, Eagleman, Feldman Barry, and Manson, I can't help but to draw on them or draw to them draw towards them for guidance when it comes to my journey on becoming the greatest writer yeah I just tooted my own horn there despite all the wonderful works out there my library is filled with a lot of things I don't ever envision reading or touching again real estate law books finances filled with fluffy mindset tips popular science books books on productivity apps coffee table books that I save for a coffee table I'll probably never buy what the fuck is a coffee table anyways there are books that I've purchased with the intention of thinking that book would be the secret sauce of success that has eluded me all these influencers mentioning the power of reading while peddling their own work yet I feel like what I dove into wasn't enough I've always needed more a dollar here or there buying those books only brought me heartache and showed me that I only love the idea of success, not the process to actually gain the success. I expected those books to do the work for me. I was terrified to invest until I read all the classic investing books. The Intelligent Investor, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Poor Charlie's Almanac. Who knew that opening a brokerage account and buying stocks is a better way to learn? The same came true when it came to writing online. I could have kept diving into writing textbooks and blogs or just start a publication. I'm glad to have put the book down to start typing away. I wandered around about this because I almost did the unthinkable. I almost bought another useless New York Times bestseller about some topic that I obsessed over a few years back. I have over 30 books in my library that say the same thing told slightly differently told slightly different from the others in order to get a good life you'll need to shut the hell up do the work every day cut out the useless stuff pray you'll win big if not accept the small ones reading is great if only for three things right to help one 
understand concepts, ideas, and schools of thought for entertainment and to give the eyes a damn break from screens and to help one become a proficient thinker or, you know, writer. Don't be too sure that the books you're reading will give you everything you need to learn. You need time, patience, luck, constant work, and the grit to do fine. I was pounding the same thing as mentioned above. Stop hoping for miracles to appear in the pages. And don't let that shy you away from me. But don't let that shy you away from me. It is a hundred times better than watching shitty reality TV. Okay. And then the last one. And then I'll get out of you guys' hair here. So rant number three is on Mr. Ed Lanmore. So this isn't a dig on the man. Far from it. This is for all of you people who have yet to discover the hood. Uh, the hood stoic himself. Uh, I don't think he calls himself that, but I gave him that. Um, a former heavyweight boxer turned writer, Ed Lattimore's tweets have been nothing but more than, nothing more than audacious and inspiring. Coming out like an unseen uppercut, what a terrible boxing pun. The man's work has had me laughing my, off, my ass off, but also taking action towards the future. When you embrace crackhead work ethic as a mantra, you'll be surprised on how far you'll get into this life. Crackhead work ethic is basically crackheads will do absolutely anything to get that smack going. Um, hearing someone call out society's bullcrap or our favorite junk food in such a funny way will get you to clean up your act. He imparts wisdom while making crackhead slash homeless people jokes for the masses. Nice. <laughs> Despite the misconceptions that people have about project housing people being uneducated or knowing nothing but hopelessness, Lattimore grew up in housing projects up until he was 18 years old. The man speaks very eloquently and very well. Go listen to his TEDx talk or even his uh, recent podcast interviews. And he's a physics major, a professional boxer with a physics degree. Now that's pretty freaking awesome. A lot of these inspirational types regurgitate the same messages. They don't even bother to check up, change up the wording. I saw the same A for 30. You should be talking about business and stocks with your friends tweet from 10 different people. You won't get that rubbish from Ed. You can look him up at Ed Lattimore on Twitter. Look for the jokes. Stay for the wisdom. P.S. If you do say something dumb on his, th- on his feed, prepare to get retweeted and be made fun of. I know this because I said something dumb once and got called out on it. We definitely need more of that in this world. Whew, that was a doozy. And there's a, just a couple of footnotes. Um, I might as well just dive into those as well. I will group in most e-commerce and get-rich-quick schemes uh, courses that are peddled on Facebook or TikTok ads. Some of the creators of this type of content actually do what they preach. Others just take basic material learned on the internet and package it in a shitty format that can only be found in a landing page funnel that screams show. I do invest in most of the stable coins that actually make sense to me. I did catch the Doge coin train back in 2011 without even knowing there was a chain train going to the moon. I had bought the coin as a joke, true story. I did buy this coin back in 2020. Um, and only spent a few bucks on it since the majority of the portfolio was uh, diversified in the ETF and blue chip companies. 
Um, it was one of the best jokes I honestly ever caught on. Uh, it wasn't too much. Just a quick little 1200 bucks I made with that. IRS, if you're listening to this, um, don't come after me, please. <laughs> uh, another footnote. Uh, books are great investments, but I have made some silly buys on popular works that don't speak to me. Always be sure to read a synopsis or, sam- or a sample of the book to know if you are willing to... If you if you know that you'll eh. always be sure to read a synopsis or a sample of the book to know if you will like it sitting on your shelves for a long time. Drug use isn't funny, nor should it really be a thing. But Ed's use of the phrase "crackhead work ethic" is too damn funny to me. Maybe I just got a dark sense of humor. Same thing for the homeless jokes. I have no one else but to blame but myself. It's what I'm fed due to my likes and who do I follow. I mean, that's basically kind of going back to that tweet or that little message of, if you're 30, you should be talking about business and stocks. You know, handful of people that I do follow um, on Twitter tend to spout that stuff. So, it's unfortunate. And... Oh my gosh, we are going to hit the 30 minute mark. So we'll go ahead and actually wrap it up with that. I hope you enjoyed those mini rants. I definitely would recommend you guys check out the Substack publication. This is your mind ranting. Um, Definitely have much more to say on there. Um, And it's just quite fun. It's quite fun. I absolutely love it. I can't believe I didn't start it sooner. Just like I wish I would have started up uh, the podcast a little bit sooner as well. But it's good fun. So that's all there is to it. Remember, stay away from the state of Illinois next year. I'm kidding. And uh, if you plan to go to Columbia, uh, just know you're going to have a bad time or a so-so time. That's all there is to it. Enjoy your weekends, stay safe, stay dangerous, uh, stay sexy, I guess, Um, and just take care. Thank you.